Hello and welcome back to Big Lezzers League. It looks like the Olam and Bloor deal is all but done. It looks like Olam is going to go to the West Tigers and Sean Bloor is going to go to the Melbourne Storm a year early. Let's talk about it. Firstly, from the perspective of Justin Olam, the report is, is that he's going to be going to a fitness test, I think today or tomorrow, to determine whether he is all good, uh, whether he is injury-free to start the preseason, or not to start the preseason, but to come into the preseason uh, with the West Tigers. Uh, Sean Bloor, I don't know the, what the situation with him is, but I think if Olam is sweet and he passes the fitness test, that I think Bloor is then allowed to go a year early to the Melbourne Storm. Uh, we sort of talked about this on the podcast already. We sort of discussed where we think both of these guys fit into these sides. But just a quick recap... Uh, with Justin Olam, from Justin Olam's perspective, I think it's a great signing. I think that he is in need, I think dire need really, of a fresh start. And I actually really like where he fits into this football side. I think he's a really tough footballer. He's got some great defense. I think he was really unlucky, uh, not only with injury in 2023, but also being left to reserve grade. I can see him having a big season next year, uh, you know, next to an experienced seven as well uh, in Aiden Caesar, uh, you know, if he does play on that right side. I really think uh, the Tigers will win this trade. I think that Olam, he provides a lot of spark to an attack. The thing that not many people talk about with Justin Olam is actually his speed. Um, and the, his recognition as well on that edge. Uh, a lot of people credit him for his tough defense, the big hits that we know Olam for. We know Olam for those big hits, uh, but he's quite good in attack as well. And I, as I said, I really like how he fits into this football side. As I said, I think he'll go on that right-hand side of the park. I think he'll be the right center um, coming into this football side. Where does that leave Adam Dewey? I'm not sure. Um, uh, you know, a lot of people are saying that Adam Dewey will be a center in this side. Do you push uh, Adam Dewey over to the left? I've always thought that with his ball playing, he's been much better on the right. I think he's much more suited to the right. Uh, a lot of people had him as a halfback. I just don't think he's a halfback. I think that he is either a six or a center, most preferably a center. I'm keen to see how he would go on the left-hand side but I think that he is much better on the right. So whether Olam takes his spot and maybe we see Dewey in a 14 jersey to start the year, I'm not sure, but I'm really keen to see where Dewey fits into this side. I don't think he's coming back until later in the season as well. So it will be very interesting to see, as I said, where he does fit into this team. To start the year, I think that Olam is that right center though. Um, You know, there's plenty of options in the outside backs there. They've obviously got Brent Naden. That's a lot of people have forgotten about, Uh, you know, David Nofaluma, Charlie Staines also at the club, uh, you know, looking for a spot either on the wing or at centre, most likely at, at on the wing for both of those guys. I'm um, just trying to think about who else is there at the moment. Uh, Josh Folletti, they've got they've got Junior Tupo still for this year before he goes to the Dolphins in 2025. Keen to see if, if he fits into this side somewhere as well. They are starting to accumulate a lot of outside backs that should be playing first grade. It's going to be very interesting to see how this side is built going into round one. I think they're going to they're going to have a really stacked in terms of the outside backs reserve grade side. As I said, Josh Folletti. Uh, Charlie Staines, I think, will start the year in, in reserve grade. I think uh, 
Dave Nofaluma and Junior Supo will be the starting wingers. They've got a very uh, still quite stacked reserve grade team. Uh, I don't know if Will Smith is still at the Tigers at the moment, but he was very good for them coming in in a number of spots. Uh, pretty sure he'll be there. I'm not too sure if he is actually in the squad um, for 2024. I'll have a quick look here. Will Smith, Tigers. Is he contracted for another year? They actually have him down here as a fullback. Apparently, there's no current contract. Is he? Has he got a Tigers profile? He does. Um, let's go to teams for the West Tigers. Is he still in this list for backs? He isn't. So, I don't know if Will Smith is still there. Um, in terms of the outside backs, now that we're having a look at the list, they've got Alex Lobb, uh, who is one of the guys I think that only just got upgraded to the top 30. They've got Asuka Poa there as well, which is a guy I forgot about. Uh, they have uh, the guy that they got from a rugby union, uh, Solomon Alemino. I believe that's how you pronounce that one. They've also got a Solomon Sorkuru uh, there as well. I think it's another guy that they've only just recently upgraded to a top 30 spot. Uh, and then obviously staff at Tower as well. I mean, they've got a lot of outside backs. They've got to consider where all these guys fit into this team, uh, as well as Adam Dewey as well. Where does he fit into this back line? Because I imagine that he won't be in the halves pairing. I think the halves pairing will be uh, Jaden Sullivan and Aiden Caesar to start the year. And those two, I think, will be fighting it out. I don't think Aiden Caesar's got much to go. Uh, obviously, we discussed this the other day. Sorry when we were announcing uh, the Jerome Luai signing that Aiden Caesar, you know, he's only got two or three years left. Uh, he's 32 years of age. So you'd imagine that it would be him giving a bit of guidance to the younger halves in this side, like Latu Fainu uh, and Jaden Sullivan uh, for eventually when, you know, uh, we do see Aiden Caesar retire. Um, you know, whether that is at the end of this current season or at the end of the next uh, but I think that Jaden Sullivan starts in 2025 with Jerome Lua, whether it is at halfback or 5'8". I think that's going to be Aiden's is a sort of role, mentoring these younger guys to come through. Where does Latu Fano sit? I'm not too sure. Uh, where does he come into this side? I'm not too sure either. If Adam Dewey does come in a 14 jersey, uh, we could see Latu Fano maybe miss a few games there. I don't think he comes in straight away, as we sort of said before as well. So where Latu Fano fits, I'm not too sure. Um, you know, Adam Dewey could definitely come in. He's a very big guy. He could come in in a back row spot, which would be very interesting. I don't mind that idea. As I said, very big frame on him. If they bulk him up a bit uh, in his recovery, he would come back in as a back rower, ball-playing back rower, maybe even as a roaming 13, uh, similar to a Dylan Walker role, but obviously a much bigger body. So he'd be more suited to the forward pack. Uh, I don't mind Adam Dewey coming in as a roaming forward. Haven't really thought about it too much either. It sort of just came to my mind then. But, you know, we'd be, I'm very, as I said, very interested to see where Adam Dewey comes back into this side because he is coming back a little bit later than round one. Uh, but Latu Fainu, I think that he'll get the first sort of crack in that 14 jersey. They're also developing another half here in Lachlan Galvin, who we've also heard is going to the Manly Seagulls, potentially to be the replacement for DCA over the next few years. So just wait on that one. 
Uh, as for Sean Bloor, where does Sean Bloor fit into this team? Uh, we've obviously had a few discussions about this. Uh, is he playing as a middle forward? Is he playing as an edge forward? Is he playing as a backup or replacement center um, for Justin Olam? Let's have a look at this side's squad at the moment for the Melbourne Storm and sort of suss this out because they have got... Uh, a very interesting forward pack. They don't really... They, I think they're more in dire need for some middle forwards than they are for edge back rowers like a Sean Bloor. But, you know, adding anyone to this forward pack isn't too bad at all for the Melbourne Storm at the moment. Uh, you'd imagine my first point of call would be that he replaces Josh King in that 13. Uh, Josh King moves into the forward rotation. I think that would suit uh, where this side is going very nicely. They've also got a young guy coming through, Lazarus Valipu. I haven't seen too much of him, but I think he's a big body. Uh, and they've also got a guy called Tristan Powell as well, another big body that they've got coming through, whether they come into this side uh, this season or the next, I'm not too sure. But they do need some big bodies in this forward pack. Uh, Sean Bloor, whether that means he'll be playing in the middle or on the edge, I'm not too sure. But my first point of call, as I said, would be that he'd replace Josh King in that 13 jersey. Uh, they've got a few other guys in this side that could pop into that 13 as well. They've got Joe Chan. I don't think he's much of a ball player. I think he's way more suited to the edge. And I think I saw that in the grand final, the um, you know New South Wales Cup, the Queensland grand final, you know where they do that little combined grand final there. The name of that escapes me. Um, but I think Joe Chan was in that side versing South Sydney, and he was very, very solid. He had a good ball playing on the edge. I'm just not sure he'd be suited to the middle. He isn't the biggest body uh, for a middle forward, but again, it could prove me very wrong, could have a big preseason. From what I remember of Joe Chan, I don't think he's a big enough body to transition into the middle, but he could also come in and play that 13 if they want him to later in the season. Uh, Trent Lorio could also transition into the middle. I really like him on the edge, and I think he's been one of their more consistent forwards that not too many people have been talking about. Uh, Trent Lorio, I've been really impressed with him in 2023. Uh, Alicia Katoa as well, I think, is someone that should stay on the edge. Uh, edge sorry, uh, Bronson Garlic, you know, obviously playing a little hooker in 2023. He could maybe transition into a 13 jersey, play a very similar, or transition into a very similar role to what we've seen a Kobe Heathering at the Brisbane Broncos. Obviously, he came through as a dummy half and transitioned into a lock. Um, you know, we could see Bronson Garlic maybe make that transition. However, uh, they do need someone to play hooker for uh, Harry Grant. You know, Harry Grant, I don't think he's an 80-minute hooker just yet. I think that we're getting out of the age as well, as I've said a number of times on the podcast, of the 80-minute hooker, so that he does need someone to come off the bench and play hooker for him. I think that will be Bronson Garlic. However, he could play a roaming lock role if Harry Grant, you know, in the situation of the game, is able to play the full 80, or if there's injury somewhere as well. Uh, it's the beauty of Bronson Garlic. I think he debuted in the middle as well. Um, so, you know, he could definitely transition into that 13. Uh, but just trying to find some size in this forward pack, I think it's going to be a big thing for them. As I said, uh, in terms of Sean Bloor, I think that he could potentially start in the middle and Josh King transitions into the you know forward rotation, the front row rotation of you know your Nelsons, um, 
your Christian Welshers, Aaron Penney potentially on the bench. Alec McDonald is always in and around there as well. How this side is made up, I'm not too sure. We did obviously do the predicted side. Uh, Tui Kamikamika is another guy that we've forgotten about here as well. Tepa Moroa's re-sign. You know, they're not doing too bad. I think they are one or two big forwards away of having a really sizable um, you know, forward pack because if they do get injuries in the forwards, they are in a lot of Barney. So, uh, Sean Bloor definitely helps in the size department. It is just whether he plays on the edge or in the middle. Uh, I think that he, as I said, will end up in that 13 jersey. But keen to hear your thoughts on this one. If this deal is going ahead by the time this podcast comes out or later on, um, you know, I'm very keen to see how both of these guys go. But in terms of who wins the trade, I think that, um, as I said before, I think that the Tigers win the trade because they need a really solid defensive and attacking uh, backline player who's quite different to the fast and flashy guys that they have in Staines and, you know, Nofaluma as well, uh, Junior Supo. They're very flashy guys. They just need someone who has a bit of grit, really good in defense, a lot of strength like Olam. I think it's very different different to what they have. So I think that the Tigers win this trade, uh, but I think that Sean Bloor will be very good for Melbourne as well if he does play that middle role. Uh, Look, as I said, Hubby should be wrong about that one. We could see him end up on an edge or maybe in that forward rotation off the bench, but very keen to see, one, if this signing actually does go ahead because at the moment, reportedly, it's confirmed. Fox have come out and said that it's confirmed. Uh, We are just waiting on this fitness test from what I'm hearing, uh, that is the only thing we are waiting for for this signing. But if it does go through, very keen to see how Olam and Sean Bloor go at their new clubs. Wait.